Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to Good Talks. My name is Mark Little. And I'm Marie Murataya. And today we are diving right back in to the good old-fashioned things that make things happen. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the good folks at Bean Chata. Bean Chata. When horchata just won't do. Bean Chata is the chata for you. Please drink responsibly. Fully endorsed by Justin Bieber, a natural bean-based beverage. All right. Well, today on the cast, we are talking about productivity because you can't have too much of it. Well, apparently not. Uh, And for us, at least for me, when I'm trying to maximize my productivity, and we've talked about this before, I like making lists and probably even more important than lists are schedules Mm because I've made a lot of lists and lists are all right. Sometimes I check stuff off of them. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't. But when I know that I work from 10.45 to 11.29 on doing some illustration, it's much easier to just be like, okay, I'm going to work on this during that time mm-hmm. and block everything else out. Yeah. I'm a list girl. Yeah. I love a good list. And I, m- the most fun I have is checking things off that list. And I can't remember if I've brought this up on the podcast before or not. But I'm also one of those people who, if I do something that's not on my list, I add it to my list so I can cross it off my list. Oh, yeah. I've done that before. (laughs) I do it a lot. I do it a lot, too. It's one of the best things. You're like, oh, well, I just did this thing. So that means I can put it on there and then cross it off and thus get the satisfaction and the benefit of having it on my list in the first place. Yeah. More things to cross off and you're more productive that way. So heck yeah, keep, keep on checking things off. Yeah. So it's definitely been the case for me. If, uh, my own experience counts towards any sort of experiment that, uh, <laughs> that every time I get back on scheduling myself, I'm like 10 times more productive. Oh yeah. That's been when I finished the brick and stick books or all the books we've written. That was all a product of having a fully scheduled day of saying like, all right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And um, keeping it in order, I guess, in my mind and on paper. Exactly. So it's good stuff. I like how it feels. It's nice. I bet you do. I've, I've definitely had to be a little bit more on top of myself as far as the time management this summer because I've been... I've had a lot to do mm-hmm. and a lot on my list and I've had to do what you do kind of and be like... I'm going to spend an hour on this report, then I'll go to this one and then this one kind of thing mm-hmm. to make sure everything's getting done um, because I'm essentially working on my own time right now. So that's it's been a little bit more challenging uh, to just have a big list. Being your own boss, huh? Yeah, it's fun. Whoa. What do you, th- what do you think of that? Do you think oh, it's I love fun? it. You like being your own boss? Oh, yeah. Goals. Hashtag goals. You really, it's so important. You have to have them. When you're working for yourself, mm-hmm. not like that's the only thing I do is work for myself. But I sure. know that if I don't have those goals, then I will be a bad employee to myself. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, damn, you really haven't got mm-hmm. a lot done, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have to fire you. Mm-hmm. And, but <laughs> you know, at the same time, you got to take it easy on yourself uh, to a certain extent, as in not uh, rain down hellfire upon your own oh. head. If you just uh, miss a couple days here and there. Right. 
and I think I think I've brought this up before where like on days when I wish I would have gotten to writing the blog or something and I didn't get to it mm-hmm. and I get a little bit down on myself it's like that's why also having a list is a nice reminder because then you're like well look at all the things I did do mm-hmm. um, as long as you're staying productive I don't think beating yourself up is worth much of your time no I agree I agree it's funny how uh, important it feels to us to be productive. It's interesting. I've been hearing uh, Joe Rogan talk about this a lot. I guess mm. he talks, he's probably talked about it a bunch of times, but basically the idea that, you know, people are just essentially designed to just be productive, to keep on creating more and more stuff. And that's mm. just what we want to do is just make the next coolest thing <laughs> and be able to buy the next coolest thing and just keep producing and innovating and moving forward and doing all that kind of stuff. Sure. And, uh, I was having an interesting conversation with, uh, Derek the other day and we we're talking about kind of, I guess what, uh, Robert Kiyosaki would call the rat race mm-hmm. and just being in that consumerism type of cycle and needing to make more money so you could get different stuff or whatever. Sure. And it was an interesting conversation because at some point we just kind of, I said, well, you don't really have to do it. Like you could become a monk. And oh. he was like, oh, I could become a monk. And I think being a monk is a is an option people don't really ever truly consider for yeah. a lot of people. I remember thinking about being a monk back in <laughs> when I was like 21, 22. Huh. I was like, I'm super down for that. Like, really? Yeah, this other stuff is trash. So it's it's just an interesting balance. I think you have to be able to understand both parts of it. And probably if you're a monk, you probably don't feel like you need to understand the materialism part because that part's a bunch of trash anyways. <laughs> but if you're someone who's a generally in a general sense, like a capitalist and, you know, living in a capitalist society and everything like that, it's probably mm-hmm. good to have some monkish tendencies where you can recognize that you don't need everything. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting way to think about it that they seem like they're the two ends of the spectrum almost yeah but then to be one way you kind of have to think at the other end of the spectrum maybe i don't Well, based on what you're saying it's just what i'm here i'm i'm just rephrasing it in a way that sounds interesting because that it is an interesting way to look at it and it's not saying that they're both two ends of the spectrum but it's saying that in some people's minds they would be you know you take a monk and then you take an extreme capitalist and it would seem like they're far apart. Yeah, but, or... Go ahead. But when it comes to materialism, maybe they're not. If you're saving your money and and you're not so fixated on materialistic things, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, in the end, like a monk, at least in theory, is someone who has given up everything Yeah. to say f this and i'm just gonna hang in the monastery and we're gonna be at peace and we're gonna meditate and we're gonna and they're gonna pray for everybody else that's not exactly exactly and then the extreme materialistic person is just like i'm gonna get more stuff until i feel better mm-hmm. yeah so was it our new friend greg who was talking about monks he might have been something about i know this is a little bit off on a tangent but it just made me think of him and, um, what did he say? He said something about, um, I think it was the monks in Hawaii praying for some inst- 
inmates of an institution or prison. I don't know, but he was talking about like some uh, a, a mental institution, mental and, institution, and uh, how he read a book where the <laughs> monks all said a certain set of prayers, like some Hawaiian prayers or Hawaiian, yeah, Hawaiian prayers, that uh, then, according to this book, translated into uh, like "I love you," "Thank you." Or something like that. Yeah, I'm sorry, and oh yeah, and I forgive you, or something yeah. else. And uh, but basically, it's like remotely healed all these people, which is a super intriguing story. I mean, it sounds sounds mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I'm trying to look up on my phone and see what that book is called because I know I wrote it down. Yeah, cause, you did. Because uh, uh, it was called Zero Limits. He said by Joe Batali, and who knows? I haven't looked into that book at all. So that book no. could be. Uh, Horse Hockey 101, but... But it could still be our next read and we talk about it. Yeah, at the very least, it's, it's an interesting idea and uh, worth checking out. That was, yeah. a, that was a good talk, talking to uh, that gentleman down there. Yeah. Anytime we can get into a conversation with someone who is uh, kind of like-minded, but then different enough to have some, some different stuff to offer you. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, new perspectives and just, you know... The idea that he's got a lot that he wants to share and a lot of knowledge that he's acquired and um, we were willing to listen. And I thought that that was kind of nice because then it just opens up our minds a little bit more to whatever he has to share. Mm-hmm. And and just it allows us to make more decisions about how we see the world. Not that we agree or disagree with him per se, but just like when you do have conversations where you're really willing to listen and somebody like him is so engaging, mm-hmm. um, it's always interesting because then, you know, there's little parts of when we were talking about like the monk thing or mm-hmm. whatever, when it pops back into my head as I'm driving or something and it's like st- stuff that stuck with me just sure. because we were very engaged in that conversation. Yeah, I know it's a very engaging conversation because he was someone who was passionate about the yeah. thing he was talking about. And in a roundabout sense, or in uh, a general summary, what he was talking about was just the, how people are all connected to one another mm-hmm. and how essentially people just need to treat each other well and yeah. things like that, which is just yeah. you know, good messages. Spread good kindness and love, which is... Classics. You know, it's a lot of what like we're both about. And um, yeah, I don't know. He'll be hopefully featured on the podcast Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, the goal is to have him on when we go down to San Diego in the near future. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully he's free. And, uh, you know, back to scheduling. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see if we can schedule him in there. Schedule it in. But yeah, and uh, the reason that I wanted to talk more about like this whole scheduling thing and lists and productivity was because on Saturday, Saturday. I believe, um, you had taken some time during the day to sit and schedule out and prioritize all the things that you're working on at. Cause I did. Um, Mark has a lot going on in a lot of great ways. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. So I started to <laughs> yeah, write you out, do this. I uh, thank you. Thank you for, uh, <laughs> for this. Uh, so I started to make a, list like you just said of, of all the different things that i wanted to get accomplished so um, a couple books i want to get done one i want to get illustrated one that i want to finish writing um actually and then i forgot to even i put the book the novel book on a different list too but Good. that needs to get done too 
Um, and then the Sweater Boys project. So we've got Sandal Boys coming out. Should be out very shortly, uh, within the next couple weeks. And so wanted to get all those things done, plus some logos and some branding stuff for the podcast and for Pinchada and all those different things. <laughs> all those things. Plus improv and there's there's just a good a good chunk of things we're trying to get accomplished and found out that uh, by prioritizing them and putting them on a list and in a planner, it really helps. And now all of a sudden we're like, I don't know how many days I've had of good solid productivity, but feels like enough. Yeah. So. Yeah, to keep going. Tell um, tell me though how you the day that you did that, yeah. and then you went to work at Fleming's. Uh huh. Um, tell me how it even affected, or tell the listeners how it even affected that time. Uh, but I'll just tell you. Uh, so it was a uh, it was a great day, man. I uh, started off with the list thing, and then. I think because that was all in my mind, then I was talking to other people about their businesses and different plans that they have. And, and I've definitely had in my head the idea of like adding value to other people's things Yeah. because different people asked me to, um, do different jobs and a couple of different like video jobs mm-hmm. and yeah. they didn't necessarily enjoy the price that I quoted them on stuff. <laughs> So, but they were coming to you like the minute you walked in the door, right? Sure. Yeah. Let's just say, I mean, yes, I, <laughs> let's, I'm trying to amp up the energy here, friend. Um, <laughs> please go ahead. Continue. Uh, no, but the minute you walked in the door, cause you called me like not too long after on uh-huh. your break and you're like, you said something about like, it's like the law of attraction almost because I was so productive and put all this stuff on paper. Oh yeah. yeah. And now like you had a conversation with somebody about shooting a video and you know, yeah, you quoted them prices and they didn't like it, but then you were still working with them to try to help create what their vision was or like sure, sure, get sure. an idea yeah. um, and give them input, you know, just, just because you, you had the, the wheels turning, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. But then you also had called me on your break that same day telling me um, all these ideas and like little tiny snippets of conversations you were having with people about coming on the podcast. Um, Oh, sure. And it was just so fun for me kind of sitting back knowing like you've just had this really productive day Mm -hmm. to, to, just hear the excitement, I guess, about it, but also be like, wow, like we're really like we scheduled somebody to interview mm-hmm. and, um, you know, right then and there, like on your 30 minute break and I'm at home <laughs> cooking dinner and it was just cool. It was just really neat because it was so it, the minute we you sat really, I mean, we kind of have talked about different goals we have together, but the minute you sat and wrote them out, mm-hmm. like we started like making them happen mm-hmm. within hours yeah which was just really cool and it was just such a testament to why you should be writing these things down oh yeah and and at the very least writing them down um but you know really figuring out how you're going to put them into action and sure i mean writing them down is just the starting point right Mm -hmm. it's just the point where 
you get clear on what the things are that you want to do yeah and when you want to do them by and um maybe who you want to do them with or whatever and if there's something i learned in college it's definitely that you just start Mm -hmm. and i think that's a that's a lesson that's taught over and over again by a lot of people it's the you know it's the nike just do it Mm -hmm. um but just by starting all of a sudden like you said the wheels are in motion and um whether it's i guess you know it's the law of attraction in this uh, the very least the sense that now it's on your mind and so because it's on your mind you're going to talk about it and you're going to be primed to say something about it if someone else brings something up to you and they're like oh you know uh, i'm working on this and this and this you're like oh really because i'm working on this and then all of a sudden you guys have common ground and Mm -hmm. you're both pushing towards some sort of goal and you know what it's like sure. and so you're supportive of the other people and and whatever so all that sort of stuff is is good yeah yep. so it was a it was a great day overall to uh just be productive or just be like more aware because i think some of the hardest part is before i wrote that stuff down and it's things just start to accumulate and pile up and you're like, okay, I know I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And then when you have a free moment, you're not really sure which thing to turn to. Exactly. So it's like, uh, well, I guess I could do this. And then you're like, no, this isn't the right time to do that. And I just, I know I do that to myself a lot. Mm -hmm. If I don't have a schedule, I'll just keep second guessing the thing that I'm currently working on and just keep jumping around and jumping around, which is, Mm, evidently not the most ideal way to uh, accomplish goals. Sure. Oddly enough. So how do you make your schedule? Do you make it every, like the night before? Or do you have a pretty, are you trying to have a pretty set schedule like on just for weekdays? Um, I guess it's mostly for weekdays right now. Okay. Um, the night before, I mean, today I knew what I was going to do. Like I just, I just already knew. And you and I had talked about that we were going to work on, uh, bean chata stuff at mm-hmm. night and have a podcast i knew i was going to work with derek during the day sure i knew i was teaching the uh, improv in the morning yeah so my only real gap was in between teaching improv and when derek got here yeah and i knew i had things to work on plus i had to eat at some point so yeah it was uh i don't know it's just it's, it's really just it was already full for you yeah it was pretty much already full and it's more knowing like we're working on on the project right now on Santa Boys, and so now I know what date I need it done by, and Good. so I'm just like, all right, then I'm not really gonna focus on anything else exactly, uh, other than also maybe taking some breaks because sometimes you just need a break, so sure. take a break and work on like brick and stick. I even worked on a few few minutes of brick and stick today, just kind Good. of getting my bearings on where I had left those files and stuff. So getting all that stuff, it's good. It's good, man. And yeah. once you start to, you know how it is, once you start to get your <laughs> uh, your things moving, then other people are like, oh, yeah, cool. All right, yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And then things snowball. Yeah, that's right. And all of a sudden you got an avalanche. Of happiness. An avalanche of happiness. And it's crushing your bones. And it's turning your bones into powder. Oh, man, Derek and I... This is a tangent, but today, because oh, okay. uh, I was thinking about bones being crushed into powder, we're, nice. talking, we're talking about uh, alligators. 
and I don't know if it's accurate, but he was talking to me about how they have, I think it's alligators, like two, basically two tons of force when they bite down. Okay. It's like, that is insane. Wow. That's so much. Yeah. Imagine if that clamped down on your arm, two tons, someone dropped two tons. Crikey. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. That would be very painful. And then from there, sea turtles, we started talking about sea turtles. I never knew how big a sea turtle could get. Big. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. That one I knew. They're like the size of a queen size bed. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Yeah. And I've been scuba diving and I've been down there. I've been down there with sea turtles that were like, you know, human size. Big as me? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, just big. Well, maybe not quite as big as you. Pretty, pretty damn big. <laughs> like the shell. I mean, <laughs> you're pretty large and in charge. Uh, no, the shell though, their main body, probably the same size as your torso. Definitely. And then, the oh, yeah. Yeah. So seeing those guys in the water was always cool. But when he was showing me pictures, I was like, are you serious? He's like, you know, they live, like, theoretically, they could live yeah. forever. I was like, what do you mean forever? Long time. Uh, yeah. So oh, they're cool animals. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty magnificent. Um, and Save it, the sea turtles. That's what I was saying. All of a sudden, I was like, now I understand the no straws thing. I'll give a straw if a sea turtle can live to be... Uh, oh, now you're on board. <laughs> shit. If, it, if you show me a sea turtle, if I get to swim with a sea turtle that is the size of a Volkswagen bus, like, let's go. Where did you go from queen size bed to Volkswagen bus? It's basically the same size. Okay. Hey, some of us are general contractors no yeah, one here and those no of us one are here, not in the room <laughs> but that's okay very good yeah well so it makes me want to go scuba diving so i'm gonna do that soon yeah yeah i know i've been uh lo- not looking into but just it's in my mind just to maybe get my certification but only uh and i hope they're listening kellen and leah if you're down only if kellen and leah do it yeah. hey fair enough i'm into it well, this has been a good talk. Uh, we've been very productive individuals, so we're yes. a little tired, and uh, we're going to go rest up before we record again. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Mark Little. And I'm Marie Murataya. And don't forget... This episode is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Bean Chata. Bean Chata, when horchata just won't do. Bean Chata. America's premier bean-based beverage. Fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Adios.